When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back with another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glass we come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at LakersBall.com, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, our awesome friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And if you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers game, the Summer League game going on right now as we're talking in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, very hot Las Vegas, Nevada, I must mention, at the Thomas and Mack Arena. It's going into double overtime right now, tied up at 86 between Charlotte and the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll keep reporting on that for you and we'll also share some thoughts because I've seen a great portion of the game and also a great portion of the Lakers Summer League season so far. So who are the standouts so far for the Lakers Summer League team? We'll talk about that. Anybody that they can see developing like Austin Reeves did last year, we'll talk about that. Plus also as well, I know the scuttlebutt is abound in regards to the relationship or seemingly lack thereof between Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And also as well, we're going to be talking about, so what if happens? So what happens if the Lakers don't get that opportunity to go ahead and get Kyrie Irving in a trade from Brooklyn? Because with each passing day, it's getting more nervous and more nervous and more nervous so we're going to share our thoughts if the Lakers still have a great chance to get Kyrie, but what if they don't? What are their options then? We'll talk about that on the show as well. But first, my friend, we will talk about the Summer League in regards to the most interesting part of the, the Summer League. And it wasn't even based on the court. Friday night during the Lakers game that they played, which unfortunately they've lost. So right now, as of now, before the results of this overtime, they're 2-2 two and two on the season in Summer League. Friday night's game, you had LeBron James and Russell Westbrook both show up for the game, but Russell Westbrook appeared behind the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers, and LeBron James didn't even acknowledge Russell Westbrook he appeared and actually watched the game for three quarters on the other side 
of the arena. So it was very interesting how those two never interacted, at least on camera, at least live in the crowd, never interacted with each other. And a lot of things were said. The Lakers, as far as the brass, made sure that they went over and said hi to LeBron James and said the nice niceties and make sure they cover their mouth so they can't see what they're saying and all that. But the fact is LeBron and Russell Westbrook, they didn't even say hi to each other. I'm not even sure if they acknowledged each other at all. So I know that uh, some friends of mine were there. I know that Rafael Barlow from the NBA Big Board was there, and he found it very amusing and found it very interesting. I know that the all the NBA scuttlebutt also found it interesting from there. Joe, the man behind Ox1947, Joe Sorrell from Lakersball19, Lakersball.com, is here. Ox1947 indeed. Joe, you saw or have heard what's gone on with this game, and not exactly the game itself was the most interesting part, but it was the drama that was created between Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. I didn't really hear too much drama, at least not I didn't hear it. I heard what was more, list, you know, listening about. Well, the fact how, they didn't even acknowledge each other. I mean, you want to know the, the legit commentary on that? I mean, well, I mean, because we've got Russell. If you want to, if you want to go by the results of last year, Russell Westbrook took no accountability for his horrendous play and eliminated. You know, after LeBron supported the trade to get him, if not pushed it, he ended up eliminating a, another year for LeBron to get a title. I don't blame LeBron for not wanting to talk to him. I don't even want, even want to talk to him. I never met him. But you have Darvin Ham, coach, new coach Darvin Ham, saying everything's wonderful and he loves his team and talking about how refocused Russell Westbrook is and you're hearing all the nice things that you always hear during the course of the summer that every fan hears and gives them some semblance of hope. I mean, we've gone through the story before, my friend, with other players on other teams and we've seen it all before. I don't you know, think everything's going to mesh as well as he thinks it is as long as Russell Westbrook's on the team. But your thoughts, you know, I think you're right. I think LeBron is frustrated. But then again, he's partially responsible for bringing Russell Westbrook on the team. He should have seen the tea leaves before he decided to go ahead and bring over the actual tea itself because this tea and Russell Westbrook didn't taste so good last year. We saw, we all thought, or at least some of us thought, Westbrook as a third option. Uh, Not all be- of us. Being, being that LeBron has been able to play with anybody, being a first, a past first type player, that's why we thought it would work. A third option. No, I didn't versus, think it would work. No, you, you called it on that one. I, I thought it would work. And it was working a little bit at the beginning of the year. But Russell Westbrook is the epitome of the current generation type player, which mm-hmm. is, I, I'm going to get mine. And you are the you are at fault not me and he during his exit his exit interview was to tell the 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 clincher at that point i mean we we already knew that's how he thought but that was the clincher now what bothered me the most during the year wasn't all this yapping it was more of why is he missing layups those are the things that killed us why is he not closing in on Reggie Jackson during the last seconds of a game when the rookie was doing the fundamentals and you weren't. 
So if I'm sitting there talking to Russell Westbrook, let's say I'm in the media, I would be asking him questions like, why didn't you close out on Reggie Jackson on that play? And then he'd get defensive and start whining and he'll try to deflect the question, right? That's usually his MO. And then I would follow it with, that's why we're losing. And then they probably kick me out. Right? Probably, yes. So all this stuff, all this, you know, and again, I, I know we're in 2022, but I call this the women, you know, the 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 the, the women's uh uh you know the deputant women talking behind Careful each other's Joe. back type thing, right? See? Well, see, it's all just Careful Joe. Careful. So it's to me it's more of that uh, you know. They 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 know they know they know what the other one's thinking. They know that. And LeBron right now, LeBron is <laughs> I don't know how you make it better with a Kyrie Irving because you got that circus too. Again, how, it's 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 like a rock and a hard place, man. Fifty games to Kyrie true, or eighty true, games to Russell Westbrook. True. But you are in a position right now where you don't have a choice. No. We have no money. We have no resources to go and get what we want. We have nothing, okay? So we got to pick and choose. So now, if you come to me and say, all right, Joe, we have Russell Westbrook, who's this, missing layups, can't close out on defense, doesn't hit free throws, can't hit from three, we're doomed. But we're going to switch him to this guy who can hit 90% from, from, from the free throw line, at least 88. He can shoot from three. He can break down the defense. He can make a layup. Yeah, he might not be on good on defense, but I'll take the other three. And he wants to be there. And if we can get to the playoffs, he, he, I've not really ever seen him kind of not show up for that. So, hey, I'll take what I can get. And I know we're going to want to talk about more in detail about what's going on there. But as far as Russell Westbrook and LeBron, I was, I don't really, again, I don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff typically because it's it hurts my brain. I was paying attention to Rob Polinka talking to Woj and, you know, that kind of stuff. Everybody was kind of yapping on uh, Lakers ball about what was he really saying? Is he going to do a – is that going to, you know, create some kind of, you know, you cannot take You cannot take really anything from what Darvin Ham, Rob Polinka are saying on these live interviews. I don't – I'm going to tell you everything. Is okay, wrong. so Rob Polinka especially. Rob Polinka is someone I would never believe in anything. He is as company a man verbiage that 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 comes around. It's 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 kind of like a an extension of, uh, of 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 Frank Vogel. Vogel always said the company line. I I know there's I know they do that so they can avoid issues, which I get. But it's that's not my philosophy. Um, if I was gonna be anything in in the in the league, I'd be probably like more like Pat Riley, a little bit of kind of showing your hand, but not really. Those guys are. What bothered me about those guys, they always made it out like it was a happy time when I know it's not. Just state the facts. Just say it. Hey, we're very excited to have, you know, KCP here sign instead of saying, oh, God brought him down from earth and we're here now. Man, I was like, really, dude? You really need to go that route? Like, you know, just Joel Olsteining it all of a sudden. I I don't like that kind of stuff. And again, I'm trying to keep this 
sports related. G, um, I, I, I could go another route, but I'm not going to do that. I don't like BSers. I don't like it. And when I tell you why, it starts to venture into another realm of things. Um, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, whatever that was, is, you know, at the beginning, you know, LeBron is a, LeBron is about LeBron. LeBron is as into LeBron as any person has ever been to themselves. And he has to get two more titles to, to, to really be a threat to Michael Jordan. That's, that's it. That's, that's what he's thinking about right now. And Russell Westbrook will not be that guy that'll, that, that'll make that happen. And that will make LeBron be the passive aggressive guy that he is, which is what he showed at the summer league game. He sat all the way over there. He didn't want to sit next to Russell Westbrook because he knows he's going to be gone. He's going to be gone. Antoinette is saying October, the season starts. Yes. Mid to late October, the season always starts. Then Uh, we're looking forward to it as well. Hopefully the Lakers can provide themselves with a good team and hopefully they can get those final pieces. Will one of them be Kyrie Irving? We want to hear your thoughts on there, uh, you know, as far as on our social media, uh, at Lakers, Lakers Fast Break at, at Yahoo.com. Of course, our YouTube channel where you can subscribe right now and become a subscriber and our Facebook page. Big shout out to you as well. And Twitch. Let us know on Twitch as well. Do you think the Lakers will get it done when it concerns getting a trade so that Kyrie Irving will become a Los Angeles Laker? Do you think that will get done? Just let us know right there in the comments. We'd be glad to go ahead and actually you know, just support you on that or tell you otherwise. We'll let you know one way or the other. We just love to have you interacting with us. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers, unfortunately, after holding as much as a 13-point lead in the first quarter, unfortunately fell behind in the second half. They did manage to go ahead and tie the game and send it to overtime. But in double overtime, the Lakers lose 89-86. In Summer League action, they are now 0-2 on the Summer League season. As far as what they're doing right now in the Las Vegas Summer League, they were also 2-1 and in the previous California Classics. So right now that's a record of, I think, 2-3. and So not the greatest of showing so far. But, Joe, have you had a chance to check out any of the action in Summer League of the past week and see if anybody sticks out? I will tell you Cole Swider had 21 points today. He is the sharpshooter of the team, and I think a lot of people are looking forward to him possibly even making the roster. Will he be able to play the frontline defense to stay on the floor? Still wait and see, but he's got a sweet stroke. I will give him that. Scotty Pippen Jr. has been a great playmaker, but sometimes he gets a little bit too excited, gets a little bit – look. he's looking always for that hot dog type of play, which gets him a lot of uh, turnovers and mishandling of the ball. But he does make some spectacular passes, and he actually is good on the defensive side of the ball from my observation so far. He is still not yet a as a good shooter. I don't know if that's ever going to come around because right now the stroke does not look like it's there. But, again, as a playmaker and somebody on the defensive end that could help you, maybe he could go ahead and help you out on the roster as well. Other than that, you know, Max Christie, he's going to be another two years away but from being able to help really right now what I think is the – be a contributor to the team because he's still a long ways away. He's got some, you know, little spark of defense there from what I've seen, but shooting wise, he's still a long ways away. 
And the rest of the guys out there on the roster, I know that right now I think a lot of those guys are not going to be able to go ahead and make the roster as far as on the big team. Maybe they'll make it as a two-way or go ahead as a G League roster. But anybody stand out to you so far in the summer league, Joe? Well, I'll say Cole, Scotty Jr. a little bit. Uh, the problem is he can't shoot and he's he, he isn't that tall. And if yeah. you're not tall and you can't shoot and you're handling the ball, you're you're, you're probably going to be limited once you hit the NBA uh, yeah. or the main NBA, I should say. Uh, Cole is very intriguing. I mean, beyond intriguing. He's a 6'9 power forward who can shoot, which is exactly what you need in this era of basketball the kid doesn't look that strong yet but if he looks like he gets a little bit stronger he probably can you, be able to go ahead you can game. build you can build from that i mean look at Giannis, and yeah. uh you know we're, we're 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 not worried about at least i'm not worried about letting him develop a little bit if he's got that stroke and he can add some muscle and at least play average team defense your and with his shooting, you, you, there could be something there, and you have to investigate that. I would be very, if I'm if I'm the Lakers, I would I would make sure that there's a lot of opportunity for him to you know to show his skill his skill set. Uh, again, and in 2022, we're we're going to be able to probably put him in the fire a little more because he does have a certain weapon that's paramount in this in this yeah. league. So you're going to be able to see him develop a little bit more or a little quicker than you would normally. The strength part, we're, we're in a soft league now. So the whole strength and, you know, what it, what it used to be isn't really as important. You're not going to have a Charles Oakley or a Dennis Rodman coming in and putting their knee in the back and intimidating them and pushing them around. Those type of things don't really necessarily happen at the at the extensiveness of, of, of the past. Uh, he can still be pushed around. There still could be, you know, the Warriors and the Celtics were pretty, pretty strong and and and, and good defenses. But you know, if if you can open up some some lanes for him, if you can uh, set him up some good screens, I think I think he can become a, a sniper. He can be a, a Joe Harris type, yeah. uh, very very much so. And that would be kind of interesting if you know, you know, segueing into what we're talking about with Kyrie. Um, it would be interesting if we already have a Joe Harris, uh, considering some of the talk that's going around is that there's a little bit of a holdup because of the Joe Harris contract and the fact that his ankle is still healing from surgery. Yes. Uh, summer league, I, I unfortunately, I, I enjoy summer league. As a matter of fact, um, the gentleman on Lakers Nation said something and. It, it kind of piqued my interest now. He said, you got to go to a summer league. You got to go to Vegas for a summer league setup. He goes, it's very similar to like a Comic-Con. And when he said that, I was like, huh. It's, it's it is in ways. I've been to five. Uh, I was talking to my good friend last night after after actually the summer league games. My good friend, Mr. Rafael Barlow from the NBA Big Board podcast. He's actually done 10. This is his 10th himself. I've done five. I actually went to the early years when you could actually go in, see maybe 200 people max in the arena, and you could actually go through rows, empty rows of, of, of you know, benches and, and as far as in the bleachers, and you would just sit down and look right across from me. Hey, there's Jerry West literally just feet away from you because there's 
literally no barriers or no security or anything like that. Those were the golden days. And then it really got popular to the point now where you've got almost sold out arenas at the Thomas and Mac and also the right next door, the Cox Pavilion. And it is almost like a Comic-Con type arena where you've got thousands of people going through in between the halls. They want to go ahead and interact with all the NBA stuff that's going on. The NBA has made it sort of like, like you said, a festival type atmosphere. So yeah, it definitely looks like something that a lot of people should partake in. Obviously it's a lot more exciting now. There's a lot more restrictive access. I know that trying to get a press pass was very difficult for many people out there. I know that uh, we're, I was very thankful that my good friend, Mr. Rafael Barlow did get a press pass and was able to cover it more extensively this year for his show. So please check that out. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot, very entertaining. Uh, I've had, again, many years that I've gone there. I know he's been there quite a bit too. But yeah, Joe, when you get a chance, please go ahead and check it out. I wanted to go ahead and mention before you go ahead and answer, Antoinette, I know she wanted to go ahead and talk about as far as what she thinks that the Lakers should be doing as far as more shooting practice. I agree with you when you're the 22nd least accurate team in the NBA, according to statistics. They do need a lot of shooting practice, but they also need to go ahead and acquire more shooters like Cole Swider. Any any player that's worth his weight in, in shooting is going to be a $20 million player. Lakers have to throw mud on the on the, on the wall to see which one sticks at this point with yeah. with what they have. This, it, we, we, I, I can't tell you how many times I hear this and I'm the guy going, where, how, there are rules. I don't know how many times I got to tell this. I want shooters too. The Lakers need to shoot better, but where? Who's going to shoot? Where are we going to get these players? <laughs> we have to trade this guy and we have to go get somebody that's going to actually matter. Well, that's the thing. I, for some reason, there's still a holdup. Is it Kevin Durant the holdup as far as in him? Absolutely. Know? Absolutely he's the holdup. Kevin Durant deal needs to go through first before Kyrie gets traded. There's always a possibility that's wrong. But everything that I've seen makes sense that this deal has to go through first because there's going to be assets and there's going to be draft picks and there's going to be movement. Why would they, why would they accommodate? Why would they get rid of Kyrie to get him out of their hair and accommodate him, which is basically trading him to LA is accommodating. And he made their life heck hell, not just last year since he's arrived. Why would they, I'm looking at this, away from a Laker perspective, which is what I try to do anyways. I I totally understand. I understand how New Jersey feels 100%. And that's me well, saying... New York now. Well, they're out of the swamps. They're in Brooklyn, my friend. I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's kind of like San Diego going to LA, you know, in, in, in the NFL. It, to me, it... It doesn't compute sometimes. So Brooklyn, I understand how Brooklyn feels. I also understand what Kyrie did. However, Brooklyn is a NBA team trying to win a championship, and that got derailed because of somebody's decision-making. And before that, it got derailed again, probably because certain decisions. And at this point, they're losing two of the guys they brought in three years ago that were supposed to win them a championship and they've completely squashed that. 
So they're going to make sure they're going to get what they want to get out of the Durant trade. Once they get that done, they're going to get what they want out of the Kyrie trade, and then it'll be over. I don't see how Kyrie doesn't end up in L.A. I haven't been able to figure out how that that will, won't happen. Okay. And we... And we you have until me. I gotta see it before I believe. Right, and we have until August fourth at the latest to really know, because if it's done before August fourth, I believe LeBron will sign the extension. And when we talk about Genie drunk twittering, the other, uh, by the way, that's not that's just an assumption, guys. That's late night yapping. Usually, that's what happens when you're up that late. Nothing happens. Nothing good happens after two a.m. Um, she she probably was upset that he won't commit. If I had to give you an and and something, she was upset because she's understanding. Look, if we don't get this Kyrie deal done, LeBron's not signing the extension, and then they're back to hoping that they're going to be able to get lottery picks. Because I don't I don't see how. AD doesn't probably say in a year if LeBron decides to leave, hey, I want to leave too. She'll know better than I do, right? I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there. No, but that's speculation, but it's good speculation right there for you. Yeah, yeah. And no one's talked about that. And I thought that would be kind of something good to to throw in there. I don't think anybody was – I think AD gets somewhat as an afterthought in this, which is just comical. All we're doing is talking about Kyrie. All we're doing is talking about LeBron, and LeBron rightfully so. But I'm sitting here going, you guys do know we have Anthony Davis on this team, right? You do know that even if we get Kyrie, if Anthony Davis plays 40 games next year, we are going to be dumped. I mean, and crap. A.D., Anthony Davis is the most important Laker right now, not only for this coming year, but for the next three to four years. So I would go out of my way to making sure that he's happy if you want to have a star on your team still. If you're upset that he's not healthy enough, I can understand that. I've had problems with it myself. But at the same time, I started doing some thinking in 09, Kevin Garnett hurt his knee, which squashed any chance of the Celtics getting back to the finals, which we would have been able to see another Laker Celtic final. But he came back the following year and then came back in 10, I'm sorry, 11, 12. And, you know, the Celtics were pretty formidable. I'm hoping that that's what happens with AD. I'm hoping that. He's going to stay healthy now for the next two to three years. And if that's the the case, the the team's outlook looks completely different. Even if LeBron leaves, let's say in 2024, you still have a 31-year-old Anthony Davis. And that was why this trade to New Orleans made so much sense. Is guys, we're getting a 26 year old, maybe not Tim Duncan, but I mean, the only reason why he's not Tim Duncan is because Tim Duncan's mindset's different. He's probably, he's definitely more athletic than, than Tim Duncan, 
But we have an eight. We have Anthony Davis for the next seven years in his prime. And to me, I was like, man, if we can just get a couple of a championship or two with LeBron, we still got Anthony Davis to build the team after that. And that's always what got me excited about it. And I, I, I sort of kind of lost that in the drama. I, I always say this on all our shows. I get lost sometimes. I get manipulated and I get thrown into this BS that all the Laker fans start to get into. And I, I have to scale back and go, what am I doing? You know, why am I being all emotional about this? I don't need to be. This is what it is here. This is And this is more of an emotional reaction. It's not a logical one. So Kyrie Irving has to come to L.A. There's no other way. Okay? what is What is Brooklyn going to do? Are they going to say, all right, you know what, Durant and Kyrie, we're not moving anybody? There's a possibility of that, right? There is. There okay. is. But I would want to say this, that Terrence Har- Harvey is an appreciate him watching and uh, having him back on the show as far as in the comment section. How long do you think the other deals will be on the table if we wait for Kyrie? And the other deals that have been mentioned are it's the Indiana deal for possibly Miles Turner and also Buddy Dream. Hill. Yeah, Dreams. well, I'm Dreams. just saying and, those you know, guys if, are not going to trade us Miles Turner. And if and they're Dreams. on the table, they're not going to be on the table for very much longer because there are other options for them. There's still other suitors out there that could go ahead, especially for Miles Turner. Now, Buddy Heald's deal might be added on as far as the contract is concerned. I know that Indiana would like to get rid of his contract if you're going to go ahead and trade for Miles Turner. There are teams out there that can go ahead and trade that do need something at the five spot. We'll see what happens. San Antonio has a lot of swayness because they have a lot of space on there. Rob, I'll, Rob, just want to thank you so much for stopping by, watching it. He he said he, that himself that the Lakers will not be a very good team for the next five years. Not sure, at least, you know, again, it's all dependent on the health of AD and, and LeBron. But you said if you're hanging your hat on AD, then it's going to be a tough next few years. Going off his track then, record in the past yeah, couple of years, it's, that's it's kind case. of hard to say. If that's the case, then you better trade him. You yeah. better trade him now or next year. Uh, there, there is nothing else. You have to hang your head on it because he's the only one. A, a prime, the prime age for a big man is 28, 29. Shaq won his first championship at 28. Okay. And if I'm not going to hang my head on AD, superstar, top 75 player in his prime for the next three to four years, then we're in trouble. We either get rid of that situation or you ride it. LeBron could be Tom Brady. Could be Tom Brady. But the thing with LeBron is you got to have the right pieces for him to be effective. I mean, he's still going to score 25, 30 points. Still going to be LeBron. But if you want to win a championship, you're going to need – to give him weapons. And the weapons are shooting. Shooting, shooting, shooting. He will find the shooters if they're open. And when they're open, they got to make the shot. When you're in L.A., it's very hard to make shots, let alone you're, 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 you know, dealing with the pressure of everything and and and, and dealing with the pressure of working, playing with LeBron and, and, and all that stuff. So well, he put something out as well. He said with the Lakers trade a first-round pick or picks – for Eric Gordon. I'm not going to put a pass, Rob. Hell no. I'm no. Not gonna, I'm not saying if you. No. I'm not saying I would. I'm no, not putting won't. anything past Rob. Okay. If Rob just, gives anything for Pitt, for Gordon, I would. Uh, I, I, I don't. No. I don't want okay. Gordon. No. 
I'm going to say this in regards no. to Eric Gordon. Let me say this in regards to Eric Gordon. I don't think he gets traded during the summer. I know the Rockets do want to get rid of him. I know his contract status, where he still has years left on his contract at a, at a pretty good stiff Wait price. Wait for him to get bought out. Injuries, injury history and age. He either gets bought out or he becomes very attractive at the trade deadline. So it's going to be either or. So I think he's going to stay with the Rockets at least a little bit lo- longer unless he actually wants a buyout and works a buyout before the season starts. So that's something I think that people need to consider. But I don't think the Lakers should put a first-round pick uh, for a trade for him. I do think he can still help a team. I think he'd be a great pickup as someone coming off the waiver wire. If, if he was waived by a team and picked up for the minimum, I think he would be an outstanding fit for that. But if that's the case and he decides to leave and ask for to be waived and to work out on a buyout, Rob, you and I both know, I can just say right now, that he'll probably want to go to a championship-level team. And with the current status of where the Lakers are at, we don't know where the Lakers are as far as a championship team. Anybody who has the foresight right now to say that the Lakers are a Western Conference favorite right now, you know, that that's up in question because you've seen what Golden State does and you've seen the kind of still roster that they can have out there. You see what the Clippers are doing. You see what Phoenix still has left, even despite the DeAndre Ayton stuff that's going on. If they get Durant, that changes everything around. Memphis, you know, got... You got other teams, Denver in the mix now again with the, with the guys coming back healthy there. So there's so much in the Western Conference in play. And of course, you even got the Minnesota Timberwolves that it's going to be a really good regular season team despite the trade. And my gosh, Utah really did the number on Minnesota. But I still think Minnesota with that big man lineup that they're going to do, they're going to be a good regular season team as well. So yeah, the the, the challenge is there for the Lakers, but I don't think I would trade any first-round picks for Eric Gordon, but I think he would be a steal if you could get him off the waiver wire. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. You know, we're going back what we were doing this last year i don't want any mid-30 players on the team. well he's not going to go if he gets waived you know if he goes to buyout per se excuse me not waived but if he gets a buyout and actually gets waived by the rockets 
he says, okay, I want to go. I want to go play for a championship contender for the last two years of my, you know, my career. He's not going to the Lakers. He's going to somewhere where there's actually a little bit more even money right now up front. And I would say like the Clippers or Golden State or maybe going to the Eastern Conference and playing for one of the favorites there like Boston or something like that. I think he would probably choose there first. The Lakers have – they need a third team to make the yeah. trade with Brooklyn because there are things that Brooklyn wants in that deal that the Lakers don't have. Even if they gave up the 27 and 29 pick, I don't believe it's enough. Brooklyn's <laughs> going to want something else. Or That's a, Well, Rob – you know, as a Houston fan that you are, Del Morey will probably trade for him. He wants all the ex-Houston players there. He's already started that process already this summer. You and I both know who has gone over to Philadelphia for, that are the ex-Houston players. I wouldn't be surprised if Eric Gordon. Daryl Morey can get his old. Daryl Morey can get whomever he wants. It'll still be the same result every year. No championships. Wow. So let him do whatever he wants to do. They're, you know, I think the P.J. Tucker, you know, obviously you're signing him for a lot of years for a guy that old, but he could still probably give you one year left on a really think, good defensive uh, challenge. I, 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 I'm just mind-boggling. And, again, it, it seems – I just – I'm not – I'm, you know, when I say what I say, it's not to be insulting, okay? Yeah. I, I think B.J. Tucker is a fine player. Yeah. But I don't know where this talk comes from, where this guy is the difference maker. P.J. Tucker a difference maker? How? How is he a difference maker? Because he can shoot? The guy's 6'5". He plays center. You, oh. you saw what the Lakers did in the bubble against that Houston team when he was playing center? Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. This is getting ridiculous here. There are very few people, very, 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 very few people that can impact a team, really impact the team. Yeah. And there also has to have – there also has to be – the current working parts that have to work as well. So Kyrie Irving is the discussion of the summer. I'm indifferent with it. I'm trying to look at this from a common sense standpoint. We have to get Kyrie Irving at this moment because it's our only asset that we can get that would make a difference with the asset we have that someone might want to get rid of salary, or get draft picks for. That's the reality of this. If you sat there and you told me Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, of course I'm going to pick Bradley Beal and Jimmy Butler first. But we're not in that position. We're in a position where this guy is a 90, or I should say 50, 40, 90 player. He wants to come to L.A. He's ridiculously talented. He's a head case, but we already have a head case who can't do what he does. So I'd rather deal with a head case who can actually shoot and actually get to the rim and make a layup. Terrence That's- Harvey is just asking right now, should we be interested in Cam Reddish? I think the Knicks are not going to unload him or at least think about it for another season. They're going to see how it works out with him and Jalen Brunson as their starting backcourt. I think they're going to give that a full shot for a season before they decide to go ahead. I, and I know Knicks fans don't or want nay on Cam yeah, Reddish. Yeah, what? I know Nick. I know Knicks fans don't want. I know they're not very happy with Cam. Uh, uh, he, but they still want to give him a shot as as a guy who they think that it might still have a chance to be one of their 
premier well, players, but yeah. Uh, it's been 50 years since the Knicks have won it. Well, it will be the 50th year since they've won the last championship. He's just not a good outside shooter. That's the problem. He's a, he's a driver as far as, you know, he, he goes through the lane. He He's able to go ahead and switch hands. He's very good on that end as far as doing that. But the problem is he can't shoot to help open up his game. And that's part of the problem. Yeah, you can't. You cannot make it in this. If you're going to, if you're going to be valuable to a team, and you can't shoot, it's usually got to come from some kind of defense that you do that's off the charts, or you're just your chemistry within the team is so good that it it it, it kind of covers that issue. So, Javel McGee, he can't shoot, right? Well, he can't McGee, well, yeah, right. but he's going to okay. be on Dallas where he doesn't need to with Luka Doncic. Okay, so I'm taking this back to when he was a Laker. He was a starting center for the Lakers pretty much the whole year, right? Yeah. And he doesn't spread the floor, right? He doesn't yeah. spread the floor. But his team defense, his unselfishness, his length, his talent of – alley-oops and easy baskets he he covered that deficiency with the real important parts and it didn't it, and, and the Lakers had enough talent around that to cover those deficiencies we were talking about Gobert and the, and the, and the Wolves about how they're going to be a regular season team yeah that might be true that might be true. They may be the new Utah Jazz, right? Because Rudy Gobert is a center. My guess, and this is life, man. You have to sometimes you gotta roll the dice. My thinking is the reason why Minnesota sent the next 50 draft picks to Utah for him was I believe they think Anthony Edwards is the next big player. I think that you're you're like a lot of other individuals that think the same thing. If you know? that is the case, it actually ends up being a great trade because if he becomes an MVP player, you have a power forward who can stretch that that floor and you've got a defensive player of the year in his prime backing things up. That sort of makes sense now. It's not like Donovan Mitchell, who sometimes didn't show up in the playoffs, who's a guard who can shoot, but not really. But you know, not you know, it's not like he's Kyrie Irving or or um, heck, even LeBron. You know, LeBron's shooting got real good, uh, you know, the last few years. So, looking at the Minnesota thing, if if Anthony Edwards turns into a, a MVP, that that team is going to be extremely dangerous. Um, and those are the things that you want to look at when you're asking questions about, should we get this guy? Should we get that guy? Well, the Lakers right now, as they stand, we're going to have Damian Jones as the center. Could be Thomas Bryant. Okay. But Thomas is coming off an injury. Jones is athletic. We got AD. We got LeBron. We may have Kyrie. How does that team now start to come together? And then we got a bunch of youngsters who can be young, right? And then Darvin Ham's going to be that. That's not the most. 
that's not the most glaring endorsement right there. Well, I'm, 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 I, I read the, 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 the stats for Lonnie Walker. It, it's it, not very, yeah. 6.5 million. Yeah. It's not, exactly it's, the it's not, yeah. it's not good on defense. And if he can't shoot, and he's bad on defense. You might as well put Cole in there at that point. And Laker Tom will throw out the last half of the season. He shot 36%. But the first half of the season, we he doesn't tell you that he shot 28%. Okay. The and then on top of that, I you know, we always laugh about this. You always take out five percentage points when you go to L.A. Because those lights are brighter than they are in San Antonio. They're brighter, heck, even in the much brighter than in, even in New York. You don't, and then they're even brighter now because LeBron's there. LeBron will put the pressure on you. LeBron has a legacy to extend here. He has no shot at overtaking Jordan unless he wins two more championships. Now, in the grand scheme of things, for me, I'm, I'm, I, I, when people tell me about the greatest ever, I'm talking about the play, the guy that, I'm talking about the play. I'm talking about the, the play, not accomplishments. So obviously LeBron might end up having the most accomplished uh career ever if he continues to play three or four more years but in terms of player like the player there's no one that's ever going to surpass jordan jordan is the greatest basketball player i've ever seen and the, whole, the guy next to him is kobe bryant who wasn't far off um so whatever lebron could win 10 championships he's not better basketball player than, than Mike. okay that's jordan. strictly your your opinion it's I all an wanna... opinion it's all an opinion but i watched jordan in his prime i watched kobe yeah. in his prime and i watched lebron in his prime and LeBron, I did, huh? And well, I, I know did. you. I know you did, but yeah. okay. I mean, you're going to have a hard time arguing someone who has no weaknesses versus. I'm not going to say I'm disagreeing with you. Well, he, so, he did, you know, he did it first a, from the outside. He couldn't yeah, get out from the outside. He developed that game. He worked hard, and he developed that point of the game. We are, we are in a. We have to wait for the Kevin Durant trade to be done yes. before Kyrie gets traded. That's I'm gonna hang my hat on that. So again, if well, let's say it doesn't happen. Let's say the the price is too high, or mm-hmm. somebody else comes in and swoops in and gives a okay. better offer than what the Lakers can have. Where do they go from here? Again, the Indiana possibilities they're slight, but they're there as far as a package deal with Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. There's always a talk about what. Laker Thomas is from Lakerholics.com has said in regards to Charlotte for Gordon Hayward and maybe Terry Rozier, you know, those, those options may still be on the table. I mean, there are probably other, some options that we don't have in mind, you know, very clear as of yet, but those are the ones that have been most mentioned. I mean, those aren't as great options. Obviously it's getting someone who could potentially, if he decides to have his mind and head straight, you know, possibly being a 50, 40, 90 player. And then on the side, getting either a Seth Curry or a Joe Harris, my preference, even though I love Seth Curry, he's just a little bit hard to deal with on the defensive end because he just can't, you know, his size, he's just not able to go ahead and play very well on that end. But, you know, he's, he's probably one, of, he's statistically the best shooter in the league. Joe Harris is not that far behind, but at least he's a wing that can go ahead and be able to help you out there. So I, I, I don't think we would go wrong either which way. Terrence Harvey says, do you think that San Antonio is a real viable option for a trade partner? I mean, San Antonio is just there sitting by the phone waiting for all these other teams to say, okay, let's play, make a deal, make it sweet for us because we've got, we're the only team that has all this cap space. And I, 
I actually am, am laughing at Detroit in a way because Detroit had the most cap space and decided to take all these New York trades from the Knicks. And I think that they could have done a better job getting more assets in for other trades. Although Jalen Duran trade, I'll give them that. But, you know, getting a lot of other stuff that they could have not taken in, instead gone to other places. I think San Antonio is definitely right there in the catbird seat, just going ahead and just having the sly grin because they say, okay, what's what, you know, if you guys would need to do a three team deal between the Lakers and Brooklyn and you need a third team, we're right here for you, baby. You just got to make it worth our while. In fact, they're doing that with everybody in the NBA right now. You need our help? Well, got to make it worth our while. The Nets and the Lakers have nothing that San Antonio would want. Well, I know Terrence Harvey said Doug McDermott. I mean, Dougie McBuckets, uh, you know, Mr. Three-Pointer right there, pretty decent three-pointer still, even at this uh, stage of his career. Someone who's uh, beyond the age of 30, so you're dealing with another over 30 player. But, you know, he's never been great on the defensive end, but at least he's 6'9", can give you some type of size. And, of course, he, you know, like I said, he's one of the better shooters in the league. So, I mean, you could do worse. I still would rather go Joe Harris. I'm gambling on him being healthy and coming back from that injury a little bit more. But, you know, I'm getting San Antonio, you got to make it sweet for them. And that's where those first round picks come into play. So, unfortunately, for everybody's sake out there, if you want to really hold on to the first round picks like I do, that means you probably won't get Kyrie Irving. So if you got to go ahead and get get rid of, you know, if you're going to go ahead and get Kyrie Irving, you're going to have to get rid of those picks, at least one, if not both. If 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 the Nets don't get what they want, they have the option to just buy him out and say goodbye if they really didn't want him. And it's going to be a lot easier to do that if Kevin Durant's gone. If Kevin if they can't get what they want for Kevin uh, Durant, you're. It, it would be interesting to see if they just bring it back and, and play the year out. I'd say that's more likely, if anything. It's either they get what they want for Kevin Durant and then trade Kyrie to L.A. or they just stand pat. No. Unless they're really, really like, I really don't want to go through this in the next year. That could be it too. And they well, can't use – you cannot use the, the Gobert trade as any relevance in this thing. You know – I don't know what Danny Ainge did, you know, to get that many assets from that. I think – you know, it just could have been Minnesota saying, look, I'm tired of losing. You know, sometimes the logical thing isn't what your gut tells you. Sometimes you got to just, man, we're the Timberwolves. We've been in this freaking league since 1988. We've gone to one freaking Western Conference Finals in our history. I'm tired of this. We have Anthony and we have Anthony Edwards. We have Carl Anthony Towns. They're in their prime, or I should say Cats in his prime. Anthony Edwards is going to be the next big thing. Let's just freaking go for it. Let's try to do something. And that's not something that, I mean, it, it, that's that situation. What Brooklyn has to do now is they have to understand they're not going to get equal value for Kevin Durant. Yeah. They're not because they'd have to gut the other team, and then Durant's right back where he was in Brooklyn, if actually worse, because he actually might have a chance to win in Brooklyn with Kyrie as long as they don't play Toronto. Yeah. You know, that's the reality of that. So 
everyone's keeping quiet. I I would um, and again, guys. This is all speculation. This is all common sense thinking here. I think Polinka called up Marx and said, "Look, don't talk to anybody. Don't drop anything, and we won't drop anything either. Let's just let this thing play out. We'll keep it quiet. When we're ready to rock and roll, we'll 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 leak whatever we want to leak, but it'll be within our communication as well. And I then just go to- from there." Yeah, just go from there indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Just want to thank everybody for watching and listening. Before we head on out, I know Robert Carter on Facebook mentioned Eric Gordon again. Again, Eric Gordon, I don't think the Lakers should trade first-round picks for him. We talked about his age, his injury history, and where he, you know, as far as his contract status is, because I think he's still on the books for at least two more years at a pretty hefty price, about between 18 and $20 million, just off the top of my head, per year. So I think that's still a pretty hefty price. I know there if there if he really wants to go ahead and play for a contender now, he'll ask for a buyout or maybe right at the trade deadline. If nothing materializes by the trade deadline, he'll ask for a buyout then. If that's the case, you know he would be a great pickup for the Lakers. But I think that he would probably be more likely to go to a contender that's already made right there, like Golden State, Boston, you know Memphis, someone that you know a team that actually was at the uh, the top tier of the playoffs rather than take a chance to say, okay, will the Lakers get back or not and become a Western Conference contender once again? We're thinking that they will, but, you know, again, the mindset of Eric Gordon, if you're getting bought out, you probably want to go to a more sure thing than what the Lakers can offer right now. Terrence Harvey says if they're bashing – oh, if they're basing off Durant, off of Gobert, they will never trade him. You're right. I mean, that's the thing. Gobert went for essentially six or seven first round picks. If you include, if you could also include, uh, you know, the the picks that they made that were already playing, like Leandro Barbosa and you know this what, everything that went on there. So you talk about six or seven first round picks in total, plus pick swaps and everything of that nature that was included. So with all that plus the players that you can go ahead that you got over as well like Patrick Beverly and, you know, Jared Vanderbilt and all the players that they got included in the trade, you're talking about a lot of assets you can go ahead and deal, you can trade. And then what you you got back from Utah got back, I think was an amazing trade. Yeah, that's something that, again, if they're basing the market off of that, Durant, that's going to be a tough deal to go ahead and get them out of there because you're going to be asking for like seven, eight picks as far as maybe even that could you could even see that happening. Uh, you know, or even something more extensive, a, th- a third team to provide picks and additional assets as well. So that's that's crazy. That's where San Antonio may come in there. That's where may you know they may not be the Kyrie trade that San Antonio gets involved in, but they may actually get involved in the Durant trade with Phoenix or Philadelphia or not. Well, not Philadelphia. Well, maybe Philadelphia or you know one of the other teams like Miami or whoever it is that they're trying to go ahead and deal with. You know, Toronto has been talked about in the past few days. So I think that, you know, that could be the case, if, you know, that even more of a haul is given to Brooklyn if they if they eventually trade Durant. It's complicated, which is why it's taken a while. This is a yeah. lot of working parts, and there's not going to be an even swap in any case. No. It's going to be three and 14 trades here. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind for sure in the Kyrie trade, there's going to be at least a 13. Uh, it's not going to be second. I, I would be in complete and utter shock if San Antonio was the third team working with the Lakers and in the, uh, with the Nets because what what 
Lakers have no – they barely have draft picks. Yeah. The whole holdup right now is the 27 and 29 pick. And, you know, looking at Indiana, I was looking at Indiana. Well, what we speculate is the holdup is the seventh. The holdup is this is a complicated setup. They will need three or four teams to do the Durant trade. Yeah. And those are hard trades. And they need to get value. And they got to figure out what's going to build the team back up. And they got to figure out if Durant's going to say yes. And they got to figure out, is it going to gut the other team? Why would Durant go to a gutted team? He's just going to go back to where he was with, with New, the Brooklyn. He's not leaving Brooklyn because he hates Brooklyn. He's leaving Brooklyn because he wants to go to a championship team. That's what Durant does. He's done it before. He's trying to do it again. Yep. You know, I, I'm, it is what it is. And I I don't I don't hear any word that he wants to get away because of Kyrie. Because if it was just for Kyrie, they, they would have traded Kyrie. He would have just went up there and said, look, I want Kyrie out of here. Yeah. You know, and they would have gotten rid of him. But it's it's a it, the Durant trade is going to be first, and it's going to be a three or four team deal. And if it's not done in Brooklyn's manner, that is probably the second most likely thing to happen. Yeah, is them say, Kevin, I'm not trading you for four first round picks and a couple of contracts. I'm sorry, we're not doing that. You signed a four-year contract. You don't have a trading. You don't have a no trade clause. You don't have it. You're, you're here. We're going to build around you. And you know what? If I was a Brooklyn owner, I would have said right there. I would have said, nope, I'm not trading you. Dr. Buss did it to, to, to Kobe in 2004. 2007, well, I, I should say. And it could be, you know, after the season that they had last season, which was a very frustrating season for them, just like it was for the Lakers. The owner may not be exactly thrilled to have any of these players back. Yeah, but Durant wasn't the problem. Durant plays. Yeah. Kyrie was the problem. I would have sat Kevin and said, Kevin, I'm not trading. I would have said, okay, here. I would have said, okay, I'm going to try to find something for you. If I don't find something for you that's at least somewhat fair for us, you're not going anywhere. So... You call it what you want to call it. I don't know how that meeting went. Uh, I'd have to, I would have had to have been there to understand kind of the urgency of it. But Brooklyn is not going to get in anywhere close, not even a little bit of a ret- of, of a return for for Durant. If they want eight first round draft picks, I guess maybe yeah that might work. But who's going to do that? Who's 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 out there right now that's going to give up? Draft picks like Minnesota did. Then that's the only way this. There's a very work. there's a very small amount of teams that actually have that kind of capital. I mean, you've got Oklahoma City, you've got Utah now that has that kind of capital. I mean, there there's just you can count them on less than one hand that can. Toronto's actually trade the that only. Much. Yeah, Toronto's probably in my estimation. If they don't gut the team, you know, Van Fleet and Siakam, if those two are there with Barnes, and they can still get Durant. Then at that point, well, they'd have to give up one of those guys, I would say, at the very least, maybe Siakam, and then seven draft picks. Is Durant, Barnes, and well, they would want Bur- they would want Barnes first off. That that's a I would not give up Barnes. No, uh, I if, mean that's if, that's probably if Durant, if I'm if Brooklyn, Dur- I would want Barnes. If Durant if was deal. if Durant was thirty, I'd say yes. Well, I'm just telling you right now that that's a hang up the phone deal. Okay, if you don't want if I can't get Barnes, I'm not doing the deal. 
there's no there's nothing at Toronto that's going to make me go ahead and say I, I like trade. Barnes, but he's not. If Durant was thirty years old, I would have done that in a heartbeat. But I'm just telling you, if I'm on if I'm on the other end, I mean, you're on Toronto's end, but if I'm on on, on Brooklyn's end, I'm saying to myself, I if I can't get Scotty Barnes, I you know as part mm. of the deal, then I'm not doing the deal. I don't have yeah. to do the deal. Yeah. I'm telling uh, Kevin Durant, I'm not doing the deal. You know, you just have to play. You've got four years left on your contract. You just got to play. That's it. That's it. You're going to have to. And then if that's the case, well, the the thing with Kyrie is no one wants Kyrie, right? Outside of the Lakers, seemingly. Who's going to trade for Kyrie? Who's going to give up assets for Kyrie? It has to be a team that's one player away from a championship. Who's out there that's like that? But you got to remember, there's like $34, $35 million that's, you know, needed for to go ahead and offset his contract. So that's right. not exactly what everybody can do without trading a whole bunch of assets. No, it, there's so many directions this can go. And it makes sense why it's taken a while because we don't, I've heard buyouts. I've heard trading to LA. I've heard so many different situations and I don't, I'm not a salary cap guru, but I do know the NBA rules. And the other problem is with Kyrie is, Kyrie will say, eh, I'm retiring. I'm not going to Charlotte. Sorry. Right? He could do that. He could. And that's where it's an advantage for us as Laker fans. He says he wants to play for the Lakers. Then Brooklyn is going to be forced to trade him there. And you have to wait till this. And it'll be a lot easier for them to say, screw it, just do the deal. If they get the Durant thing out of the way, too. It would play into our advantage because I've never done an NBA deal, but I'm just going by business things I've done in my life. And believe me, I've, I've, I've lost money on deals where I'm like, just get this freaking thing out of my face. And that's, I think that's where Brooklyn is right now. <laughs> I know that's probably could be where Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets could be indeed, but Great conversation today, Joe. You've been amazing as always. Once again, it's Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro. You can find him all week long at LakersBall.com. Be part of the great conversations that they have there at LakersBall.com. Once again, in Summer League, the Lakers fall to, I think, 2-3 and three right now with an 89-86 to 86 overtime, double overtime loss to the Charlotte Hornets. Again, Cole Swider coming in with 21 points. Looks like he could be a pretty good three-point shooter. Scotty Pippen, five turnovers, but 10 points and six assists. Terrence Harvey, has he actually said he wants to play for the Lakers? I know that was, again, we're, when we read that, we read that through Adrian Wojnarowski and the Shams tweets, and we're just reading through the tea leaves there. When they do that, they're usually in contact with the agent or the player themselves as far as them indicating on where they want to go. So when the initial tweet for Kyrie wanting to come over to Lakers and mention the Lakers as one of those teams, I think that's where everybody is basing it from. He hasn't actually gone out and said in public, I want to go ahead and play for the Lakers, but it's gone through one of those Shams or Woj tweets because, again, they're in contact with the representatives who are trying to get their client to where the client is going to be happy at. So it's probably the best way I can say it, Terrence. And that's what we're basing it off. And that's what I think everybody else is basing it off too, is those tweets that were made by Shams and Woj stating that he actually wants to go ahead and become a member of the Lakers. So he would not oppose a trade to theirs. So I think that's what everybody's been basing everything on. And 
hopefully again, as I weird as I'm saying it, because he's still my least favorite player and all the issues and all the stuff that he's done over the past few years has not endeared me to him. But again, if I have, if I have to weigh it and I'm only going to net what he has an average of a little over 50 games a season. I know this is going to be a one-year deal for him. I know this is going to be a deal where he needs to go ahead and play very well in order to get a big, fat contract. So this is a contract year for him. He has to go ahead and produce. And if he's going to produce, he can give you some really good numbers. And if he's motivated, he can give you some really good numbers. And that's something I don't think Russell Westbrook can do in any mindset right now. Yeah, Russell Westbrook needs to go somewhere where he can do his triple-double act and not have any pressure on him. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook is by far and away at this point the greatest empty stat player in the history of the NBA. Wow, that's harsh. There, there is no other way to look at it. He just he has is. a style that does not fit the NBA it, in 2020. His, his style is not, it's not about that. It's this right here. It is. It is a style joke. He can't shoot and he doesn't play defense. That's, that's not the way that, that the NBA plays now. Because you saw how this. he played. Well, you saw the guy was the defensive player of the year coming out of UCLA. How are you going to tell me that guy couldn't play defense if he wanted to? He's not it's playing a mindset. Now. It's a mindset. And the mindset is what happens when someone is so into themselves to the point where they don't take any accountability for the things that they do. It's not just NBA. It's not just sports. It's not just movies. It's people in general. The guy sat there and had the nerve during an exit interview to say, I don't know what this guy's problem was. That guy's problem was the NBA championship coach 18 months ago. And everyone threw him under the bus. Pardon the pun. No, so, everybody did throw him under and, the and bus. And for me, you know, I, I, I could go on with Pardon the, pun. The, the leadership of the Lakers. The fact that they... They had been showing signs of unprofessional acts before they dealt with Vogel. Uh, we've discussed it on the show before. Yeah, these are the things that I, you, 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 you the audience, Kenneth Stone, you, you ask me sometimes why I say what I say. Well, I say what I say because I'm observing something, and I'm reacting to it. Sometimes someone doesn't show. Sometimes someone comes out of nowhere and shows you something you didn't see. And maybe that might be the first time you ever hear me talk and you automatically assume that I've always thought that of that person. That's not true. Two years ago, I was very excited that Jeannie was running the company because she was she built a championship team even before we won the title. I'm like, this is how you do it. You know, this is what this is this is a good team. You, you got good leadership. Rob was made good good uh, transactions during the, during the offseason and all that stuff. When you screw up, when you're taking PPP loans and you're the Lakers, when you're treating your championship coach just a year and a half ago like he was, you know, Randy Fund in 1994, when you when you're crying on Twitter at 3 in the morning, what do you want me to say? Aww. She's hurting. Oh, she's probably sad about something. 
Oh, what, 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 what's going on? Why are you guys so? Is that what you want me to say? Is that what you want me to do? That? No, no, actually, uh, okay. I don't. Know, and so I don't I'm going to react. You, you're, you're, you're the owner of the Lakers. You get held to a different standard. Jerry Jones. You know, I get on Jerry Jones. I've been getting on Jerry Jones for 25 years because of this, because of the pettiness that costs titles, that costs winning. I told you this off air. I have as big as an ego as you can find, but it cannot be at the cost of the, the result. Never. The ego has to be driven to winning, like Michael Jordan, like Kobe Bryant. Heck, she said that in the tweet. She said Kobe was always about making sure the team was going to win. But some people interpret it as, oh, he's selfish. He doesn't pass to his teammates. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And I have to say, I have the same response to that. I said a selfish player doesn't spend half the time in the finals his first 14 seasons and wins five titles with two different championship eras. A selfish player doesn't do that. A selfish player does what Russell Westbrook does, what James Harden does, because those guys don't win jack crap because of that selfishness. That's selfishness. It's a team sport. You can't get around it. It's a team sport. If you don't win titles in a team sport you're and, and you're the leader, you, it's not going to come off good. Now, let me retract that part a little bit. There are great players that didn't win championships, but there's a difference too. You can tell Charles Barkley tried well, a little bit. Definitely Carl Malone, definitely John Stockton, definitely Patrick Ewing, okay? Those guys tr- tried their butts off. Gary Payton, to a degree, Sean Kemp back in the 90s. You know, well, those Gary guys. Payton won a title. Well, he, he ran he – didn't, he didn't win it when he was the guy. Um, so, Jason Kidd's another one. This is a team sport. And if you're not going to take responsibility for not winning when you're the problem, then I got nothing for you. And Jeannie and Rob and their fluff pieces, like everybody else, yeah, when you're winning, everything's all good. But if I catch you losing, now I'm going to start talking. And then you're going to start thinking, oh, you're hating and you're this and you're Skip Bayless. I'm like, no, no, I'm not Skip Bayless. Um, I think if you've listened to me long enough, you'll know I'm not like Skip Bayless because there's a lot of great things. And I say that because I've criticized LeBron uh, a lot on the show, but I've never criticized him on the court other than maybe his last second shooting, you know, take take the initiative a little bit more. But, you know, that's his game, right? But my issue is when you're a leader of a team and you're talking about other things besides your team, yeah, I'm gonna, it's going to come off weird for me. I, I'm not going to like it. And that's a lot of the stuff that, that, that I've criticized him about. I criticize everybody. I, dude, it, it, no, no one's perfect. I get criticized for doing stuff. We all do stuff that's not good sometimes. And, you know, it, it doesn't mean I don't think you're good at this. It doesn't mean that you weren't good over here. You stunk here, and I'm going to tell you. Can I at least have the paycheck of Skip Bayless? See, and that's the, that's your problem, G. That's your problem. <laughs> what, you that can't I don't have let the, the green control you. That's what controls everyone. It's too much. 
Don't uh, let the green control you. You control the green. If you control the green, you 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 come off in the end better. It's much healthier. Look, I I just had my uh, uh, medical exam for my life insurance. Man, I got a one sixteen over seventy nine on my uh, blood pressure. I had sugar was good, salt was good, sodium was good. My cholesterol went down five points this last year. I'm down to one sixty two. I'm I'm I don't have any stress. That's the thing that kills people is the stress. And that's because I'm not worried about money. Okay. Stop worrying about money. Oh, no, I was just hoping. The money will come right, if you just do things right. Okay. What right is, that's, that's no, just, just like, for everybody. I just like the seven figures that he's getting. It was a matter no, of no, no, no. Good for him. Enjoy your life. You're doing what you're doing. I, right. I, I'm going to do, like I said off air, I'm going to make my money my way. And my way is I'm not going to sit there and make sure make crap up just because I'm getting a response. He knew. He's like the bad guy in wrestling. That's what he does. The bad guy in wrestling would get the heat by being obnoxious, right? Back in the day. That's what he is. He knows he's going to get a reaction because the guy, the, the people fall for it. If I'm going to criticize you, I'm legitimately criticizing. I'm not just doing it to get attention. Should I call you the Iron Sheik then? No, no, no. Please, God, no. <laughs> if, I, if I was going to be any wrestler, if I'd be uh scott hall there you go there you go indeed but outside of the mwo without without crashing cadillacs every week (laughs) okay okay fair enough because that gets a little pricey after a while but i want to thank everybody so much for being part of today's broadcast you guys have held on in fact grown all we uh, hour long in our conversation so we truly appreciate it cannot thank you enough for sticking around both on facebook and on youtube if you have any questions for us always at lakers fast break at twitter we're also as well, Lakers Fast Break. Please subscribe today if you're not already a subscriber on YouTube. Also on Twitch and Facebook, you can always catch us there. But if you have any questions as well on the old-style email form, you can go ahead and email us today as well, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. And, of course, you'll be, always be able to go ahead and listen to us on your podcast player, your favorite one indeed. And if it's Apple Podcasts, please give us that five stars indeed. But We'll be back this week with not only one show, but we're looking to do another show this week. So two shows we've got on the queue for this week. Looking forward to that. Hopefully we can go ahead and even do a little bit more, but we'll wait and see. But we've got some great things lined up. We're looking forward to doing some more specialty shows, per se, for you out there, the audience. But definitely we'll be back for the free-for-all coming up later this week as well. But if you have any questions for us, always Lakers Fast Break. And check out, of course, Lakerholics.com with a good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. And, of course, Lakersball.com with Ox1947, Joe Sorrell indeed. But thank you so much for watching. Wow, we got our highest numbers right now of the entire show right before we head on out. Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out? No. <laughs> I think I fucked enough tonight. <laughs> Really? That's the first that he's actually ever said that. I, I don't really remember. like talking. I, I really don't. I'm my I'm, mind is blown now. Before I before I came onto the show, I was I was laying on my little recliner thing outside. Just all I hear is outside. Okay. The weather had just gotten perfect enough right next to my pool, and I didn't have my phone next to me. And I was you've like, achieved okay. that Zen like state, as Phil Jackson would all say. All you hear is just the nature, just listening to nature, just go by, watching the water ripple. Uh, okay, right. oh, I, I will. I have one more last thing. Okay, I knew you. I knew you couldn't go with that. I have one more last. I have one last thing. And again, the reason why I'm doing this is because I didn't notice we had 40 people watching us. There's going to be a resolution. 
with the Kyrie thing, I think before the 17th. And I don't know why the 17th. I'm just thinking that's what it is. It's a Sunday. If Kyrie goes to L.A., there's going to be an excitement back to L.A. It was an excitement last year with Russell Westbrook. I think there was more trepidation a little bit, like you, and we had different thoughts on that. If Kyrie comes, I, I, I believe more more than anything, people are going to be excited for that because they know Kyrie can play. But I will say this. Our show is going to be lights out regardless what happens. And Kyrie will help that. Kyrie will help us. Uh, that's the silver lining because we're going to have a lot to talk about. And it's going to be negative and positive, hopefully positive. But, you know, always Kyrie brings the interest there, like it or not. So Yeah, I, I don't dislike Kyrie, which is odd because a guy that does what he does usually would. I think it might be because of the – I thought maybe it was because of the Kobe connection, but then Rob has a connection to Kobe, and I, I think every day what, what was Kobe thinking hanging out with this guy. I I don't – I'd like to see Kyrie – I'd like to see him, if he comes to L.A., finally put his head down and just go, I'm going to do my thing now. Well, he's going to have to because it's the last year of his contract. It's a contract year. And if he wants to go ahead and sign a long-term contract after that with anyone, including the Lakers, he's going to have to perform at that level. And we have to hope that Durant doesn't go to Toronto with a title team. You're going to have to hope for that. That will be a problem. And you're talking about – you want to talk about attention? If Toronto goes to the finals (laughs) and the Lakers are up 3-2 in the Western Conference Finals – we're not thinking about winning that fourth game. We're thinking, what the hell are we going to do in Toronto for three games or four? <laughs> Don't even mention my friend. That's not oh good. man, is he? Get, so the question then will be, will he do the deed? <laughs> this is not a political thing, please. This is about the finals now. Yeah, so I'm, just about I'm the setting final. the precedent. You guys have to understand. What if scenario? It's a what if scenario. So what if? Now you know that's gonna that's gonna shoot all our, it is. Nothing that, behind that's it. That's gonna shoot nothing our numbers. It outside of that. That's it's gonna shoot the numbers, if. and that's something you're gonna have to talk about. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and and that's the stuff I'm thinking about because you know to some degree I do live in the moment, but I also think about you know what what are we dealing with in the future so you can adjust. How are we gonna adjust to that if he goes to? T- if, if Durant goes to Toronto and it's a title contender, um, it becomes a problem even before a trade with Kyrie. And I was like, oh, shoot, if we do get Kyrie, oh, man, we're going to be in trouble. Again, that's another option right there, but we'll see what happens. It, but- there's been some people that have talked about it. I, I read something online where someone mentioned, are they trying to stop the trade? I don't know why this person said it, but it made me think about it. Why would, would, Are the Lakers trying to stop Durant from going to Toronto? If they decide that, if, if, in knowing that Kyrie's coming to LA, I don't know how and the Lakers could stop Durant. They, from going I, I, that, that, but the fact that they brought it up made me think, yeah, man, that that could be a scary problem because you're not going to have your your you're not going to have a, a huge cog on. I mean, we're thinking way ahead here, but we're, we're going to have a. It's going to be a problem if yeah. he doesn't decide to go forward. So more, just more content for us to put together and. And think about about this scenario because there's so many directions of this thing, and it's still still predicated on one guy. It's still predicated on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has to be an MVP player next year, otherwise none of this matters. 
Much to discuss throughout the months ahead. And I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying this so that everyone remembers every show. Anthony Davis is the key. Darvin Ham said it. And that's the thing I paid attention to more with Coach than anything else. He's saying the right things about Russell Westbrook because he has to at this point. He has to because in case they have to bring him back. That, that That's just the way it's got to be. Now, what I'm going to be waiting for is when Darvin Ham is in practice and he goes, what the heck are you doing? Is Russell Westbrook going to go, I don't know what his problem is. Is he going to do that? Then that's when you sit his butt down, buy him out, tell him you're done. Do a John Wall in Houston at that point. And I think at the end, I I think that's that would be the scenario I would – I would probably go with if, if you have nothing else is because I'd rather just not have to deal with him anymore. I wanted him to sit down after the all-star game last year, but no one listened to me. Wouldn't it be nice, Mongadol, if they could trade LeBron and Westbrook for Kyrie and KD straight up? That's what you're saying out there. Well, again, you know, I don't think that that would happen because the team is so fixated on keeping LeBron and getting him to sign that extension that they're going to probably offer him as soon as August hits. So, I don't think that would be something that they would be interested in in in, in actually completing unless unless this drags out into August. Now, if it drags out into August and LeBron doesn't sign an extension, things might be changing. Things might be changing indeed. He's Mangadolo. We'll go ahead and finish off with him. LeBron is running the point. Is this and he's as he, uh, he's the cancer of the team. Well, LeBron, you know, again, he he was the guy who brought us the championship. LeBron won the assist title doing yeah. that. I wouldn't. I don't even know why that would even be. How is that a cancer? The guy led the league in assists, being the point guard in 2020. And with LeBron again, you know, he he does have that mercurial style. Again, he says some things. He does some things that puts off of his teammates. I agree with you on that. But the overall, he's just so much of a benefit. He does make a lot of players better, and you can see the results, Manga. I mean, just so many, you know different finals appearances, titles. I mean, he's done literally it all. And yeah, I know LeBron can be for some, you know, a very hard pill to swallow, but for others, he, he's definitely one of the greatest of all time. So, you know, I can't fault anyone for thinking, you know, about LeBron either which way, because of all the things he's said and done over the years, we need his talents on the block, not at half court. Well, you know, at this point in time, you're there to make LeBron happy, but also as well the fact that you have a glaring hole of point guard with Russell Westbrook not being able to meet the challenge. So you got to put LeBron wherever he's a, you know, wherever you need, you need to have shooters. If you yeah. look when when he was in the block, which was one of the things that I believe what helped us win the title in 2020 was, and he still did very well in 21, and he kind of went off of it in 2022 because of where we were. But his turnaround jumper in 20 and in 21 were lights out. He was dropping that like Hakeem in his prime. And the only way that works in the block is if he can shoot it to someone who can shoot. And there were no shooters last year. If he has shooters, he'll get back on the block, do his thing, find the open man, or do his drop step fadeaway that he's been very effective in. It's it's going it, to... The, the, the offense is going to be determined by who can make the freaking open shot. Yeah. That's it. There is nothing else in a LeBron offense. LeBron's going to do what he does. And then, of course, it didn't help that AD's shooting completely 
hit the skids the last couple of years, and we're hoping he at least hits from at least 30% from three. If he can do that, shoot 48% from the field, and play 70 games, I think you'll be able to see him be more effective down low. Thank you for your time, Anga, and thank you for everyone out there that's watched our show this evening and listened to us also on Where You Get Your Podcast. We truly appreciate it. We'll be back with more episodes this week, so stay tuned to us. If you're on YouTube, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button today. You'll be glad you did, so you get to see the best of us. You'll get to see Mr. Joe a lot more often, Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet, Sean Grice, the whole crew when they come around. You'll get to see a lot more of us. We'll be talking more Lakers this week as they continue in Summer League and so much more. Will there be a Kyrie trade done? Who knows? But as soon as it happens, if it happens, you'll know about it right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.